Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. How you doing over there? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? We are getting so close to this premiere, Julie. We are two weeks away. I can't wait. I literally sit here and fantasize about what our episode is going to be like when we finally get to record it. I know. I'm sure you guys saw that Courtney, Kim, Chris, and Chloe are doing an interview with Robin Roberts for GMA. It's airing next Wednesday at 8 p.m. on ABC. <laughs> this is not an ad, but just making sure we're all on the same page to watch it. And Honestly, just from the few previews we've seen, it does feel like she's asking the questions we want answers to. It does feel that way. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what we actually get from them, but I do think they're entering this era of being even more open than they had in the past. Like, And in that clip, it starts off with Kim saying, you know, it feels weird to be on a reality show and then say we only want to divulge certain parts of our life. So I'm excited to see what we get in the interview and then see what we get in the interview versus what we get in the first couple of episodes of the show. Yeah, I mean, she directly asked Chloe in the preview, where do you and Tristan stand currently? And to me, that is something I need the answer to. The way that I feel about Chloe is that oftentimes when it comes to the Tristan stuff, and I don't know where it fully comes from because Chloe historically has been the most open out of anybody in the family. But I feel like when Chloe answers the Tristan question, I feel almost like she's answering it in a way where she thinks she's fulfilling what we want in terms of information, but it really is like still very general and kind of open to interpretation. Like in my ideal world, I want her so badly to just lay out every single detail. Like, you know what I need? Timeline. That's my most confusing point timeline with details. I think that's my most confusing point is like, when did everything happen? Right. And we really don't know that. I mean, 
in my dream world, she would look directly into that camera, whether it's to Robin Roberts or on the Hulu show and say, this is exactly where Tristan and I stood when those Snapchat messages came out between him and Marilyn Nichols. Like, think about that. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, I know that's the stuff that you care about. Think about how satisfying and fulfilling that would be to finally know where her head was at and where they were at during all of that. I almost feel like we are going to get a lot of that. Like, I'm kind of fully expecting it to play out like that, especially because they were filming when that went down. And so, I mean, when Jordan happened, we got all of that. I mean, we got really every single detail of that because of the fact that they were filming. So I'm kind of not expecting the same sort of like a dramatics, but I'm definitely expecting some sort of an episode where that gets laid out and we find out kind of in real time almost. I also thought it was interesting in terms of this Robin Roberts interview, which of course we will get the whole thing in its entirety in about a week, but that they decided to do it as one-on-one sit-down interviews instead of them all sitting together on a couch, similarly to the Angie Cohen kind of reunion special that they did. And as much as I love those, because it's fun to see everybody's body language and it's fun to see the little eye contact when certain questions are asked, I actually think all in all, we get more depth when it's one-on-one like this. And so I think for this particular thing to do it, you know, just a week or so before the actual show premieres, I think this was the smarter stylistic choice. Yeah, I do too. I think they're more willing to be open when they're not crowded by the possibility of opinions from the people around them, even if it is their family and their sisters who they're so close and open with. It's just something about being one-on-one. And also there's something about being one-on-one where you really feel like this is your time. Like you don't have to share that attention with anybody else. It's your time to tell your story. You're not taking up somebody else's minutes on the show. Like it really, I think was a smart stylistic decision as well. I also had this moment where it was announced where they were doing this interview where I was like, oh wow, I kind of forgot about there being press surrounding the show. Like it's funny when you have a show that is so dedicated to us getting information, like that's what we're so excited about. And then also like kind of pre-information to (laughs) promote the information that we're going to be getting. Like it was a weird little dynamic going on there that I'd completely forgotten about getting. I totally know what you mean. And it's kind of a ridiculous point because we're talking about one of the most famous families in the world. Of course, they're naturally going to do a lot of press, but because the way they do press in so many ways is really untraditional since pretty much every single thing they do organically generates press. When they do something like this, that is so clearly tied to the launch of their show, you almost take a step back and you're like, wait a second, you guys need to be doing this shit. It's not even that. It's like, I think what it is, is that I'm so used to them only doing Ellen. And when I think about them doing Ellen, I never think about it as press. I think about it as them like almost doing Ellen a favor or like a symbiotic relationship where it's just like, oh, they want to get information out. Ellen's the place they're going to do it. Like it's a friendship. And so when they do something like- There's a massive fucking slayer. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so happy I'm not there. I'm so happy. Thank you, Baruch Hashem. God. Oh. You, you are so been. good with bugs. You're so oh good with bugs. <laughs> oh my God, Julie, you would have actually just started crying. I'm not kidding. This thing is fucking massive. Should we leave this in so people believe me about how good you were with the last situation? <laughs> Remember when they used to have Critter Caravan come to school? That's you. <laughs> we're not leaving this in, are we? No, we are. I need people to know, like, you're so <laughs> talented. You're so brave. You are brave. Well, it is absolutely the most off-brand thing about me that I somehow am not as freaked out by bugs as you would expect me to be. 
It is, and I'm so grateful because I am so much more scared than any person should be. (laughs) That's hilarious that we're keeping this in. Okay, fine. You want to know something? It's because we're recording at 9 p.m. and I'm in a house completely by myself, and that's adding to this rather rogue energy. I just feel it. We just have rogue energy at the moment. I, I, it's a, it's telepathic. I love rogue energy. It is because it's late for me now. Like nine o'clock, we're getting way past my bedtime. I know. We've really changed. We got soft. I mean, back in the day, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., it was nothing. And you, you, I actually was the one that would fall asleep earlier and you were up till all hours of the night. And now come 10 o'clock, we're done. Come 10 o'clock and it's like, I have to, if I'm not under the covers by 10, my whole body is off. You're right. I used to not sleep. And I was talking to Isabel about this today at lunch because she was saying something about recording with you till like midnight, 1 a.m. And I was like, I can't tell you the last time we did. Like the last time we even attempted to record past 10, I had a full moment where I was like, Em, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. I cannot do this. I, I, I can't record. We have to do it in the morning. I think what happened now in terms of the three of us, the shift that occurred is that I somehow ended up in the middle because Isabel's definitely on the far end of the spectrum of, you know, she can stay up till 2 a.m. No problem. A lot of times she's sending Molly, who's our producer, the edits at like 1.30 in the morning. And you, I think, actually knock out the earliest. So I think what happens for me is I feed off of either one of your energy. So when I'm with Isabel and she wants to go to midnight, somehow I'm able to do it. But it's such a weird shift because we were never like this. No, I was never like this. When I first started to go to bed earlier, like you, there was like a week where I was like falling asleep, like 10, 10 30. We realized it was because I was walking and I had just started, and that's what was making me actually tired at night. And I was able to fall asleep. But I remember that entire week you being like, Can you just tell me what's wrong? And I'm like, You don't get it. Nothing's wrong. I'm just tired. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I so I remember being so frustrated. I was like, she's not telling me what's happening. I know something is bothering her. And it was literally just the fact that your body was adjusting to this new sleep cycle. Yeah. Crazy times. Crazy times. Okay. Well, we're making the decision to leave that in. We'll decide in the editing process. But moving on from that for a second, I want to talk about the Tyga, Rob Kardashian, and Black China interaction with the shade room that we posted on our grid, because I have to tell you guys, this is one of our top performing posts of all time. And I'm actually going to get into the metrics in a second, but wow, was this something. This post got me going. I was so excited. It felt like the OG Instagram days to get this up. So for anybody that didn't see, the Shade Room posted Black China's tweets that said, yesterday I had to give up three of my cars, my reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support, I'm a mama. And then she tweeted, single, no support, child support. So the Shade Room just posted that. Tyga commented on that post and said, I pay 40K a year for my son's school and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. Rob Kardashian comments underneath him, I pay 37K a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay for all of her extracurricular activities. I have my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. Why would I pay child support? LOL. So the Shade Room posted both of those comments on their initial post. And then Tyga commented on that post and said, at Rob Kardashian official, how you pay 3000 less, let me know the plug. And we posted that because like Julie said, it really felt like the OG Instagram days. Things don't typically go down like this in the way that they used to. There used to be a lot more, I guess you could use the word messiness with our celebrities. Like when we go through our archives, we just see that people were far more willing to engage in this almost petty behavior. And now it's kind of stopped. So when we saw this, we were like, it's harmless enough that we can throw it up. And I, I'm going to check right now as we're recording. At this current moment, that post was shared 126,000 times. 
and 252,000 people who weren't following us saw it, in addition to the 1.6 million that were. That's crazy. My blood pressure just shot up. You have no idea. Like, I mean, I guess you are the only other person that knows besides Isabel, (laughs) but like, oh my God, that is music to my ears. And you know what? I don't even think it's necessarily that people were more messy on Instagram. I just think that people didn't always think every single thing through the way that they do now and the way they kind of have to now. So to see that, I was like, yes. I think the other thing that was kind of fun about it is that it was relatively lighthearted enough. I know that's kind of a weird word to use, but that's the one I'm choosing to use because yes, the subject matter has the potential to be intense. The fact that you're talking about custody and child support, but the way that it went down was Rob and Tiger were almost piggybacking off of each other. And it didn't feel malicious to me. It almost felt in a rather joking way. And they were both kind of saying what they know to be true. And so that was just like you're entering an alternate reality where Tyga and Rob Kardashian are talking publicly about the dollar amount that they are paying for their children's schools. And then on top of that, you remember that there was a, another reality that was on its way to well-existing where Tyga and Rob were about to be brother-in-laws. So it, the whole thing was a bit of a mind fuck. Yeah, it, it definitely was. I mean, when I think about that whole link of everybody and who dated who and Rob and China and Kylie and Tyga and Tyga and and China. It's like blows my mind to even think about it because it does feel like another lifetime ago that we were watching that drama unfold. So that was one part of it that like I love to see and love to see the connection between the part where they gave the actual dollar amounts of what they were paying and the custody dates. That's what people really liked about that comment too. I saw a lot online and a lot on Twitter specifically about that. Like people were so happy to be given that information that they would never otherwise get. How often do you ever hear about the specifics of custody details and money being paid for education and who takes care of what? Like, And I'm not saying we deserve that information in any way, shape or form from anybody that is so private. And like, but when you do get it, there was something about receiving that in a form of a comment in the way like that, where it was like, wow, like this is some shit. Right. Because typically if we ever got those numbers from a celebrity, it would only be in the form of court documents that were then made public. So to get it, like you said, in something as almost casual as an Instagram comment was wild. And then on top of that, from a Kardashian family member felt relatively shocking because there's no world in which any of the other Kardashian siblings or Jenner siblings would be sharing this type of monetary information publicly. And Rob clearly just said, fuck it. So yeah, it, it was it was wild. I, I, I can't believe it happened. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. 
And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. You know what I'm really curious about as you were talking about custody agreements? Mm -hmm. I'm so curious if now that things are not good between Courtney and Scott, if they have some sort of a formal custody agreement because we were always operating under the assumption that because they were co-parenting in such a way that they didn't necessarily need one. I'm so curious if that has changed now that their relationship has changed. It's a really good question, and I don't know, but my guess is going to be no. Even though I think a lot of people would disagree with that, I think a lot of people listening would probably say that it naturally had to change because their dynamic theoretically is different. I still feel like with that, there's some sort of a casual nature that can exist, but I could totally be wrong. I mean, that's literally just my educated guess on the subject. If I had to guess, I would say there's absolutely no court documents for it but they have a agreement between the two of them about like much more formal than it used to be. Hmm. Interesting. It's definitely a possibility. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. If I try to walk myself through my thought process, I guess the reason that I would say I don't think anything's changed is because even before Travis, when they were just you know, co-parenting casually, and I guess there was maybe the potential that they were going to get back together. I still don't feel like they were hanging out so much, all of them together at Scott's house, for example. I do feel like there was a lot of alone time that each of them had with the kids. And so I guess in my mind, I'm thinking that didn't change too much. It's just now Courtney's alone time exists with Travis. But I mean, I really don't know. That's just totally my guess. No, I totally hear what you're saying because yes, there was a lot of alone time Scott with the kids, Courtney with the kids, very separate. It was less about the amount of time they spent at one person's house versus the other and more about the casual nature of what seems like, oh, do you want to take the kids today? Oh, they're going to go to Chloe's house tonight. Like, oh, you can pick the kids up from school. Oh, you know what? Actually, Kim has them. Like, there was, it always came across, and I'm sure there was far more that went on behind the scenes that we weren't privy to, but it always felt very like, oh, we don't need to have an agreement because whatever works for both of us at the time, you know, it works. Like, oh, I have plans tonight, you take the kids. Like it felt very, very simple and easy. And I don't think anything is simple and easy between them right now. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad guess. I don't know. I mean, talk about something that I 
hope we get answers about. And then I also have the same question for Chloe and Tristan. No, I have that same question as well. It's just the entire vibe of that situation is so, so different. And I quite frankly feel less educated on it. I mean, we've had so many years of understanding Courtney and Scott's dynamic that you feel like you can make a guess, I guess, a little bit more intelligently than you can with Chloe and Tristan because realistically, yeah, they went through a lot, but we don't know enough about how they operate. Right. Our view of the way that Chloe and Tristan were parenting was that, and this is just what it seems like from watching it on the show and and kind of social media, it very much seemed like primarily True would be at Chloe's and Tristan would either be staying there or would just come over for his time with with True. Like everything was very home-based, but that's because they were operating as, quote, best friends. They were doing everything together. They were hanging out constantly. So now that they're presumably not on good terms, unless they want to shock me and be on good terms still, I wonder if there's a more formal of True will go to your house on this day, True will stay here on this day so that we don't have to interact with each other in that same way. Right. And going off what you were saying earlier in the episode about how what we would die for from Chloe is just like the very matter-of-fact logistics about the entire situation. It's not that I feel that she's not open about it or not vulnerable about it. Like we said in general, I think her transparency is the reason that so many people are drawn to her. But I think a lot about Housewives of Beverly Hills and how Kyle says that Kathy almost speaks in shorthand. So She'll like not say a full sentence. She'll just say a few words and she just expects that you understand what she's talking about. And half the time, even the people closest to her have no idea. I sometimes feel like Chloe does that with the Tristan stuff. Like she'll say a sentence that I do think in her mind, she feels like she's giving us stuff. I don't think she's actively holding back. But for us, we're like, wait a second, that did not answer the question. Yeah, that's how I feel too. That's exactly how I feel. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com the place to find a place. By no means is this breaking news, but I'm sure you all saw the photos of Kim, Kanye, and all of the kids at Saints soccer game. If not, we're going to put the link in the description. But, you know, of course, anytime now that we see Kim and Kanye together, even if it's with the kids, I think that just from a viewer's perspective, it's interesting because we know that there was a lot of hostility between the two of them. And then you watch them interact seemingly so cordially and you wonder what conversations went on to allow that to happen or is it just the fact that anytime in front of the kids they're gonna put on a brave face so obviously that all exists and we can dive into that in a moment (laughs) but for me and I say for us because this is what you mean as well we're talking about the most I was blown away at just how normal the entire thing looked like with the exception of Kanye wearing those boots that he has not taken off 
That was the most normal family I had ever seen. Like there is Kim in leggings and flip-flops with her hair slicked back and no makeup, looking like every other mother on their the sideline of their kid's soccer game. I mean, I just I don't know. There was something about seeing Kim in leggings and flip-flops that just did something to me. The leggings and flip-flops. I know. And then and then you had Kanye who was like crouching down filming Saint on his phone. Like it, it really was a moment in time where you forgot there was anything at all going on. Right, but take away the fact that we forgot anything was going on between them. I, for a moment, forgot who they were. I mean, if you did not know that this was Kim and Kanye, they really just looked like any other LA parents. Like, I can't get the visual of Kim in leggings and flip-flops out of my head because think about any rec softball or, or basketball or soccer game that you went to growing up, that's what the moms wore. And you know what's really funny is that like Saints soccer games have become like almost a I would say a fourth character in the divorce because as we know, the third character in the divorce is Balenciaga. So like the fourth character in the divorce is Saints soccer games because if you remember from the conversation between Pete and Kanye, one of the things that Pete mentioned was like, you go to Saints soccer game, let's talk after. There was another thing that Kanye had posted about Saints soccer game. Like POV, you're the coach of Saints soccer team. And you're like, why am I caught up in Kim and Kanye's divorce drama? I'm just trying to teach six-year-olds how to play soccer. (laughs) Right, like all of a sudden you hold such power because your event is the one thing that there is so much like civility around. Like POV, it's your turn to ask Kanye to bring orange slices and Capri Suns, but you're like not sure if it's kosher to do so because like he might have to do something with Pete after the game. <laughs> and then like Kim Kim comes and she brought Gatorade and like Kanye brought Capri Sun and then like the coach and the assistant coach look at each other and they're like, dude, it's like, I, I don't know. I didn't know which one to ask. You know what? I feel like if I was a parent and like my kid was on Saint's soccer team, I'd be like, you better play so good. There are paparazzi out there. You better not embarrass me. And the kid's like, they're not <laughs> here for me. And it's like, yeah, but if you do something really cool, like maybe they'll catch it. <laughs> Talk about a whole new kind of pressure for these kids. Oh my God. Oh my and God. The whole thing is, no, <laughs> you go, I, I can't even think about how long we could spend talking about Saints soccer game. No, but what I was going to say is remember a few weeks ago when it was Travis Scott and Pete at, was it was rain soccer game or rain softball game? Cause it's not rain just baseball Saint. game, rain's baseball game. Think about it. We are getting a lot of relationship type content from these little kids, extracurricular activities, which is just wild. You know what's funny? And I just remembered this a while ago. We did a comment from Drake where somebody had posted their kid playing soccer. It was like a cute video of the kid doing something really crazy during soccer, like a little kid. And Drake had commented on this and was like, oh my God, if my son does this at like the Calabasas Youth Organization soccer game, like I'm going fucking wild. Like he specifically (laughs) called it like the Calabasas soccer game. And I was like, oh my God, like this is another example of Calabasas youth soccer being put on the map. (laughs) You know what this has very similar energy to? Why? When 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 Kim posted the painting of North and everybody thought that it was bullshit and then it turned out that there's actually just this art class that is like a staple of the Calabasas community that all the kids go to, remember? Yes. Yeah. Similar fucking energy. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't want my I don't want to live in LA. I have absolutely zero desire, but I almost want my kids to be raised in Calabasas. Like I'm upset that my kids aren't gonna go to Sierra Canyon. Yeah, but you know something, and obviously it's very different. This same type of energy and all these little like details and, and 
inner school drama also exists in the same way on the Upper East Side or on the Upper West Side. You know what I mean? It's not so different than the New York stuff. It's not the same. It's a different, it's a different, it's a different community. Like it's a different, it's specific to Calabasas. Like I don't want it to be Beverly Hills. I don't want it to be Bel Air. I want it to be specifically Calabasas. God. Wow. Yeah. The, honestly, there should be more things written from the perspective of a non-celebrity child growing up in Calabasas who, you know, obviously still has access to the same resources and financially is in a very similar boat, but they're almost watching it with the ability to have a, a kind of like a bird's eye view because they're not directly in it, but they're seeing the same shit. That is interesting to me. I want a teen drama there. I want One Tree Hill, but Sierra Canyon. Mm. Somebody call the CW right now. I don't want if HBO Max touches that show idea, I'll be pissed. I want it to be teen drama. I want it to be debatably terrible. I want it to have some of the best, worst acting of all time. And I need the CW to do it and only the CW. It's a little bit, it's different, obviously, but slight all-American vibes in terms of what you're describing. And who gave you that? Yes, of course, the CW. CW. No one makes TV like the CW does. No one. True, true. Also, another thing to mention is Skims making Times 100 Most Influential Companies of 2022 list currently at a $3.2 billion plus valuation. And that just must feel good. It must feel good, but I mean, I so fucking get it. Every time we talk about Skims, we both talk about how we, we get it specifically you. I mean, you might have like a full billion dollars as part of that <laughs> $3.2 billion that you've put in yourself. But like- you said it from the beginning. Like when she first announced Skims, you were like, this is going to be the thing that makes her a billionaire. And you were so right. I mean, I, I caution myself from talking about it because I never want to sound, forget about annoying, but sound like <laughs> there's an ulterior motive where like I'm being paid to discuss it. I swear in my entire life, I'm not. I just believe so firmly in this product. Like I'm sure the other brands are good, but I am telling you the Skims dipped front thong has changed my life. Julie, you know, it's the only underwear that I own. And can I be honest with you just for one moment? You know, like we've set our entire business up basically in a way where we are not influencers. Like we purposely don't want to be, you know, public. We appreciate obviously any product sent to us, but that's not like our brand. That's just not what we do. That's not how we have chosen to monetize it, obviously, right? The only, and I am so happy with that decision because- it's just more conducive to our personalities. The only time that I ever for a split second wish that like we were in that influencer space for a half a second is with skim stuff. Not because I think it's cool to get it. Like, of course I do. It's because everything I want is always sold out. And to be able to have that connection is just like the one thing that I need because I'm happy to buy it. I will spend my own money and I have more than I would ever admit. It's, it's embarrassing actually. But so many of the things that I want and that are my staples are constantly sold out. And I just wish that I had that access. So maybe me saying this is just like manifesting that happening. I hope so. I feel like part of the energy we have today is divulging a lot of information about ourselves. Like, I feel like we've been talking about ourselves for a while this episode. Way more than normal. It's very bizarre, but also I, it's okay. I mean, I, just a little tip to everybody listening that I realized when we were in Florida, Skims has these rollover pants that I'm obsessed with. They're like the ribbed ones and I'm doing anything. I check every single day if the black are back in stock. They are my favorite things ever. Kim, if you are at all listening to this, please, I will do anything. I will pay for them myself. I just need like 10 more pairs. But because the black was sold out, I bought them in like 
lighter color. So like in the orange and in the blue and in the light gray. And when I was in Florida, I realized they are the best pants to wear almost as like cover up pants. It, it's changed my beach game. I would wear that with like an open Monday swimwear linen shirt and a bikini top underneath. I'm telling you guys, forget about, yeah, like it happens to be cute. It is the most comfortable like beach attire cover-up wise that you could ever use. I can get the exact links if anybody actually cares, but oh my God, you know what, Julie, it changed the game for me. POV, you're Kim listening to this episode and you just heard Emma say, I'll do anything. I'll spend my own money. And you go, you know what? I needed an extra $500. (laughs) We were almost going to go bankrupt as a family. And then Emma told me that she would give me $500 for these pants. And you know what? It's a done fucking deal. (laughs) They're the best stuff ever. I I like, I can't, I can't. I will say though, I, I don't think I ever tried the micro thong and it's something that I'm interested in. If anybody has, I'm just out of curiosity. Maybe I should order just to see, but if anybody has experience with that, I'd love to know. You know, the one that went viral. Yeah, I should. But you know, the one that went viral from, from uh, Kendall's ad. Yes, of course. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so sorry about this, but you know, what, what do we always say that this particular episode, we feel far safer to go kind of rogue because we imagine that there's like a, a big weed out process. Like if you're listening to this, like you're probably not judging us that much and you really care about this stuff. That's what I figured in 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 my in my head of listening back to what we've been saying. I'm like, you know what? I, you're here for the ride if you're here, and I appreciate that. Oh, can I tell you what I want to talk about? Also, yeah, of course. That we haven't yet. Mm-hmm. The tattoo. Yeah, we did not talk about that. I mean, as you guys know, when she was on Ellen, she said that he has a branding and then he has the My Girl's a Lawyer tattoo. I didn't think we were going to actually get it. And then last week, she posts on her story just the tattoo. You couldn't see anything else. There was no other part of his body. Of course, it sent the internet into a frenzy. And the the biggest feedback that we got, because we posted that on our story, I'm not kidding. It was like a lot of replies. It wasn't just a few lawyers. It was a lot of people being like, wait a second, it's not even that I'm against this relationship, but she's technically not a lawyer yet. And that was a fair point because like there's a big difference between a sweatshirt that says Kim is my lawyer, fine. To get it tattooed permanently on your body, like what if she doesn't pass the bar? Like what if she just doesn't become a lawyer and it's like an incorrect tattoo on your body forever? It was funny though, because there were two different sets of perspectives. Like the one was people that are actual lawyers, like genuinely being upset by it. Like we work so fucking hard. Wait till you actually get that credential to be able to post about it. That's one thing. But then there was a second group of women that were like, listen, that's not my concern. But just on a personal note, my anxiety would be through the roof if my guy had that permanent on his body. And now I have the pressure of needing to pass. Like it was, it was kind of split, you know, like some people were upset about it. And then some people had this like vicarious anxiety. You know, it's like a funny thing also. It's like, Pete has this tattoo and him and Kim break up, but then like he feels really passionately about the tattoo. So he only dates lawyers so that like it continues to be true. (laughs) That's funny. All of a sudden Pete's dating Amal Clooney. (laughs) I was just going to say Pete's trying to fuck Amal Clooney. (laughs) Imagine. Oh my God. God. Yeah. It's a weird world. I don't know. Guys, you know, like if I was Pete, I would just stay like, and me and Kim broke up. I would just stay parked outside, like wherever the bar exam was. Next, Pete goes to Jessica Jackson, Kim's mentor. I mean, talk about drama. Wouldn't be the craziest thing. Not so different than- No, uh, it it would be. 
I don't know, Julie, you think it's that much crazier than Tyga dating Black China and then Kylie and then Rob having a child with Black China? It seems all in the same vein. You know what? I actually do. I actually think that there is something just a tad crazier about Pete dating Kim and then in order for his tattoo to be some sort of fulfilling prophecy, he then dates her mentor, Jessica Jackson. (laughs) I do. I think that's crazier. I'm sorry, Sumi. You know something we haven't even spoken about just in terms of like these rogue fantasy scenarios that we envision? A night where someone like Winterstone or Bang Bang or one of those renowned tattoo artists comes over to Travis and Courtney's house and Pete and Travis get tattoos together. I don't think Kim would ever get one, but maybe either Courtney gets one or just in general, they both kind of watch. Like imagine Travis and Pete being tattooed at the same time with Kim holding Pete's hand while Courtney holds Travis's hand. That to me feels like a situation that could occur. Tattoos are the main character in both of their relationships. That's the handshake overlap. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the few overlaps. I mean, we've seen Courtney and Travis have a tattoo party to tattoo Travis further with Courtney-related slash Courtney handwriting things. So I don't think it would be the craziest thing for the next time they do that. You know, maybe Pete pops over. Yeah, it's not the, I like, that's what I'm saying. It's not the craziest thing. Oh my God, talk about the content. The internet would fucking combust if that happened. Every time Kim posts now, I like expect Pete to be thrown in. Like the way that she did the reveal of Pete being Instagram official in the roundup where it's like photo of just her, then photo of him, then photo of just her, just her, him again. That's how I keep expecting all of her roundups to be. So like every single one, I'm like slowly scrolling. I'm like, this one, no. Maybe the next one, no. Maybe the next one. Every single time she posts, I do that now. Oh, I so don't. It is so at the back of my mind in a way where it never pops out until it maybe does. And then I'm like shocked all over again. But that's, I didn't realize that that's how you approach it. See, it's funny. We can both be thinking about this constantly and still our mindset going into a Kim Instagram post can be completely different. Crazy how things work like that. Yeah. Every time she posts, like BP, BP. What a dream. (laughs) What just happened? This episode is cracking me up. I know I'm going to listen back to this and be so happy with it. I just know I love the energy. I love the energy we have tonight. I love the energy we've created in the studio. Studio, (laughs) but not in the studio because we have not been in a studio since March 2020 and let us not forget it. I have my microphone on an off-white shoebox. Yeah, honestly, kind of chic. You know what? It it is kind of chic, but it's like, it's like bedroom studio chic, not like where I actually want to be, which is like a studio with air conditioning. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. We'll we'll, we'll get there. (laughs) Our day will come. (laughs) Also, we're going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just as a side, the real reason that I'm excited about the studio, because obviously not having it impacts you more than me, because like a lot of times I'll just go to Jersey to record so that the city noise isn't an issue. But I think that towards I don't want to say the middle of this year because I don't foresee it happening that much in the summer, but come the fall, I think that that's when like our guest cycling will really start up again and not to have it every time. And we never really relied on guests, but I think once a month or so, it'll be fun to have guests that we're really excited to talk to. And it's just so much more fulfilling to do it in a studio. I know people have been doing it virtually for so long and it works great for them. I think for us, maybe it's because we don't do it on video. It's just like not the most enjoyable process. Do you think that a guest would want to come to my bedroom and sit on the other side of my bed with like a Nike shoe box? <laughs> it's honestly kind of a vibe. Like maybe. If we have Scott on the podcast, that's how we're doing it. 
in yeah. my bedroom. I think he'd be into it. Don't even get me started on Scott. I have literally like a, a thesis I have to write. I know, I know, I know. Oh my God. Especially well, in the old episodes that we're watching where we are right now. I know we didn't end up doing the old episodes on this episode, but the one where we're at is the one where they go to Vegas for Kim's 30th birthday and Scott decides he can't handle it and like leaves. And I'm just like, I just want to be there for you. Like, I just want to talk to you about what you're going through both then and now. I know. It's not that I don't feel that way about Scott. I do. But that's how I feel about Chloe. Like the way you feel about Scott, it's different. Clearly, I understand like the emotions that arise are different, but the way that you want to sit down and just like talk Scott through it and hear every single emotion and comfort him, that's what I want to do with Chloe. Like if I was choosing hands down, that's my person. I agree with you. The reason that it's different is because um, for Chloe, it's like less from a place of concern. Like, it's more from a place of, like, I care about what you're going through and I want to talk about it with you and I want you to know that I care. With Scott, it's like, I I have deep concern for you and, like, I want you to know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a little bit different. Well, in an alternate world in which that would happen, I guess that's that would be quite the podcast. I I do agree with you. That That would be correct. I think we have to end this podcast, like, because eventually we're going to get to the point where I'm like, okay, you know what? It's not just that I want to know, like, I, it's not just that I want to comfort Scott. Like, I want him to know that, like, I could be that for him. And then, like, that's not, an, that's not a conversation that we can, like, get into here. No, no, no. We'll end it right here. Well, if you made it this far, by, I don't know. I don't know if you somehow are still here. Just know that we appreciate you and we thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No. Love you, kid. I love you too. Oh, this is a good opportunity to say it. I guess it's a smaller audience, so it feels less intimidating. If you listen weekly and you haven't subscribed yet, this is another reminder from our producer, please subscribe because a lot of the times the glitches and the bugs happen significantly less if you are already subscribed. And then I'll just throw this out there. This isn't from our producer. This is just me saying it. If you happen to find it in your heart that you enjoy the podcast and you want to leave a kind review, we'd love it, but also zero pressure. And if you just want to leave five stars, that's also really nice, but you don't have to just throwing it out there if you'd like. We promote ourselves so little that I was like, what the fuck is she about to say? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We love you guys. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.